Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Welcome. Today, we're going to focus on an aspect of marketing planning that is very critical for success, and that's knowing your audience, really understanding and targeting who is the economic buyer to help grow your B2B business. And joining us today to talk about this is Rochelle Franklin. Rochelle has led marketing organizations for several major corporations, including Motorola and Office Depot, and is a successful entrepreneur and current CEO of Frontline Marketing and Promotions, a New York-based marketing agency that works with a number of well-known technology brands. Rochelle, thanks for joining. My pleasure. So maybe a good place to start is uh, describing your own marketing journey and the developing the passion for the importance of planning and really effectively targeting uh, who you're going to go out and get as an audience and uh, economic buyer. Well, um, you know, my marketing journey started with Motorola. They were a B2B enterprise when I joined in the paging business, and I took Motorola back into the consumer business. So my core is um, B2B customers, uh, consumer marketing, um, and I helped Motorola uh, grow into one of the most admired brands in the world, uh, leaving there as the uh, the VP of integrated brand marketing for the company. Then I joined uh, Office Depot as uh, VP of integrated brand marketing for their retail direct and online businesses and helped them to turn that business around from 13 negative comp quarters to um, positive comps and setting them on a road to uh, continued growth. Then I went to work for Cable and Wireless in the Caribbean um, running all of their regional marketing for what was then a 130-year telecom monopoly facing deregulation. So I worked across 15 English-speaking islands in the Caribbean, uh, working their uh, branding and communications across their wireline, wireless, and broadband internet businesses and helping them to survive and thrive post-deregulation. Then I worked for a small retail electric company um, to help them grow their footprint in the U.S. before going on my own. And I think, you know, one thing that became clear um, after I had done all those years at Motorola and went into a number of different enterprises and now as an entrepreneur, I serve a number of different clients is there are some things that are true as a marketer that uh, are true no matter the industry. And that is, you know, if you know your customer uh, truly, deeply um, and intimately and you segment your market, um, you're going to have a better chance of succeeding despite where you are in your business stage, be it a startup or a mature enterprise or an enterprise that's um, you know, struggling in a, in, a dying, uh, in a dying category because the consumers will give you the insights and information in terms of you know, what they want and if you're truly meeting their needs. 
um, you're going to have a thriving enterprise. So you talked a little bit about knowing the customer and it really is important regardless of industry, but so is developing and documenting marketing plans. Why have you found that to be so valuable and important? Just the marketing planning and documentation as a starting point. Well, what often happens and what I see, no matter the size of enterprise, be it a small business, medium-sized business, or even, you know, a major corporation, you know, and I think people are often surprised that, you know, major corporations don't always have it all together either. But what you do see in marketing with the lack of strategy and planning is, you know, lots of tactical um, initiatives that really don't move the needle. So a lot of busy work, but you know, work that doesn't necessarily move the enterprise. So I'm a huge believer in having a sound strategy and plan. And if you do, if you do have a sound strategy and plan, very often the tactics just flow right out of it. And it kind of gives you guideposts for what to say yes to and what to say no to. And, you know, a lot of people just want to do things, but it's not the best use of resources, be it, you know, hard resources or soft resources. So, you know, I find that strategic planning or planning, documented planning, though it seems like, you know, the hardest thing to do is probably the most fundamental piece of work that a person should do so that you can be more efficient in how you go to market. And within that plan, let's get back to the audience uh, and prospect targeting. Why is that so essential, especially for B2B organizations as part of an effective plan? Um. It's important, especially today, because there are so many fragmented means of reaching a customer. So gone are the days where you could advertise on TV, advertise in the newspaper and reach the majority of your customers and, you know, move them or, you know, get them, get their feet into a retail store and convert them. I mean, there's a conversation going on about omni-channel marketing you know, and really what what that is all about is that the customer now has a lot of power. And, and, and when I say power, I mean, you know, the ability to research um, and understand what their options are. You know, the Internet and digital has changed the world of marketing. And so uh, gone are the days where, you know, you had just a couple of elements of integrated marketing that you ha- that you could work with. Now you have to look at the top of the funnel, you know, where where are customers researching about particular products or services and often they start online. And then, you know, they may go into a store to look at, you know, some things and physically touch but then they may come back online to kind of shop pricing. They may even shop pricing in a store if they're in a retail store. Um, and so it's it's really important for you to understand a customer in today's world because they have access to information, not only from the people who are selling goods and services, but from their own network and influencers that may be inside of the industry or outside of the industry. So, you know, and that is not something that is, um, 
only a consumer challenge. It is very, very true for B2B uh, brands also. And so they've had to learn how to understand the customer, the customer purchase journey, which includes, you know, everything from awareness to consideration, to purchase, to loyalty, and meet them where they are. Yeah. And you mentioned something that is uh, becoming more and more common, and that's this concept of understanding the buyer's journey as marketers are planning out how to be more effective and drive more more success in terms of selling uh, their product or service. But to really chart that journey, right, it, it really comes back down to understanding the profile or the persona of who it is you want to reach. Isn't that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, for example, you know, I worked with a security client, you know, who had a retention problem, you know, the largest security uh, company in the country. And, you know, first we had to start with, you know, who is that security customer? Who's buying, you know, business security systems? And then how do they buy? And what are the consideration factors or the, the you know, the things that actually um, affect their decision? And then, you know, what is your competitive proposition? You know, and how do you meet that customer at all the right places in their journey? So, um, you know, most companies think they know the customer journey you know, small companies to large companies, but often, you know, they don't look at the journey holistically. So for example, you know, if you have a company, you may have a sales force that's out there pitching business, and then that sales force may have to turn that customer over to an onboarding team. And then that onboarding team may have to then, you know, bring that customer into, you know, the accounting process and, and a maintenance team. And, you know, all of those different departments touch that customer and they're part of that customer's journey. But I think a lot of companies don't look at the customer holistically, nor do they map the journey. And sometimes it seems like an arduous task, but it really is not hard to do. Um, And I really encourage companies to do it because sometimes when you map the journey, you, you see things or you become aware of things that maybe intuitively you did not know about your own operations and your own customer experience. So Rochelle, what have you seen as some of the biggest common obstacles for companies in trying to effectively target their prospects and and integrating that into their marketing plans? Um. Some of the biggest obstacles is that they're just so busy running the business and growing the business and trying to develop products and bring them to market that they don't think about the customer. They really don't think about the customer. So, you know, one of the litmus tests that, you know, I recommend is, you know, when you sit in a meeting, you know, how many times are you talking about the customer? How how often, you know, where is the customer in the conversation? And if you if you really sit back and think about it and you really are conscious of it, you'll find that a lot of meetings internally are more so about operations, right? And not about the customer. 
So, you know, that's one of the litmus tests that I like to use. Is the customer front and center to the decisions that you're making about your business? Because at the end of the day, the business only grows if the customer chooses to, you know, do business with you. And so sometimes when you don't keep the customer at the center, you're making decisions that are not, quote unquote, customer centric. Um, and that could lead you down a path uh, that may not be as desirable or as effective. And it really relates to having a more customer-focused culture, right? Because if you're talking about meetings and guiding a conversation that incorporates the customer, that really has implications for just the DNA of an overall organization. Yes, it is. And I think sometimes when you see startups um, that are disruptive, you know, often they've found disruption by meeting an unmet need that a particular segment of the market has. And, you know, they they would be less successful if companies that were already targeting those customers really understood their kind of met and unmet needs. So, Absolutely. It is, it is about, um, you know, having a customer centric culture. And that's also, you know, that's kind of part of that litmus test. You know, when you get in those meetings, yes, salespeople talk about customers, but are your engineers talking about the customer when they're designing products and solutions? Uh, You know, is your other departments like finance or accounting or um, even marketing, you'd be surprised sometimes, um, doesn't talk about the customer as much as they should. Yeah, as marketers, uh, hate to say it, but uh, you and I have both been in enough meetings where unfortunately that doesn't always take place, right? Where it doesn't always start with the customer. So definitely can relate to that. So Rochelle, as we start to wrap things up, any final advice for marketing leaders? Yeah, I think that the one thing that, you know, is, um, is, is a challenge for marketing leaders, but will continue to be a challenge for them is the need to be content creators I mean, part of the, uh, cha- the, 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 the realities of the marketplace today with the advent of digital and the proliferation of digital content is that customers are empowered to do research and, and they do. They read and they're informed customers and it has put a lot of burden on uh, enterprises, especially B2B enterprises that have traditionally not had to be, you know, have not had to focus so much on uh, building a content creation engine, but it's a necessity um, because customers are looking for um, companies and brands that help them to be self-educated and uh, to be self-serving in terms of you know, decisions of products and services that they may choose to purchase. So, you know, if you're not, you know, being a content creator today, um, you know, that's an area where I think no company in today's marketplace can um, fall short. That's a great point. And not just 
quantity of content. It's back to the quality of content that can really drive the behavior and the response. Absolutely. And, you know, like understanding and mapping your customer journey. And as we talked about, the journey is um, multimodal or multi-medium. So, you know, you, you know, a content uh, plan really should be aligned with kind of the journey of the customer. So it doesn't have to be very arduous. It just needs to be deliberate. Well, Rochelle, thanks again for sharing all your experience and insights around this topic of better targeting and marketing planning. You're very, very welcome. And a reminder for everyone to continue to check out marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.